Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. So much going on in the world of the NBA. We had to bring on someone who is a 17-year NBA vet, someone who picked up a six-man of the year award, someone who is currently an analyst for the Phoenix Suns, also a host afternoons NBA Today on Sirius XM with Justin Termini. It's my main man, Eddie Johnson. Eddie, thank you for taking the time to hop on. My pleasure. My pleasure. Anytime. Thank you. So much going on in the NBA. I want to get into the All-Star and, and, and your sons and everything going on. But I guess one of the largest stories that we heard about today, I guess if you want to consider it one, was just a confirmation that LeBron James isn't going anywhere from the Lakers. Uh, is this even news? Like, did anybody think he was really going anywhere? What do you think about this? I think it's always news uh, when it comes to a player of LeBron's stature and then his age. Like, his hunger to win is why he's still playing. People got to understand that, right? I mean, the reason he's playing is not for the money. The dude's a billionaire. He's probably losing money by all the time he's got to spend in a uniform right now because he could be out doing all kinds of things, right? So the reason why he's playing is, one, love of the game, and two, he wants to win. Is he chasing the legacy of getting six championships? Probably. But I think it's the love of the game, and then you play the game to win the game. And so, to me, it's not a shock that this is up right now and people are talking about it because if I was him, I would would think about it. Why not? I mean, Carl Malone at the end of his career, because he didn't win titles, but what did he do? He moved on. What did Gary Payton do? He moved on. So it's not unusual. And so I don't really see it as a shock. Eddie Johnson is here with us, the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Knowing how the Lakers roster is currently constructed, we can take a look at the trade deadline coming up on Thursday. Do you think there's a high possibility of him picking up another ring in Los Angeles or having it have to be elsewhere, even if it's next season? And I said before the season that I thought this team would be an issue. I really like what they did in the offseason, and I think a lot of people did. Uh, it just hasn't flowed correctly. Sometimes, you know, the chemistry is, just doesn't work, despite the names on the roster. And so I'm sure it's disappointment there. But, yeah, I think they're very, being very aggressive to try to get players. I don't – you know, Yante Murray was obviously a name that was out there. It doesn't look like that's going to go through. Uh, but they have like guys on their roster that I think other teams would take based on contract, based on the fact that they can play. Uh, and then them getting rid of a player that maybe they don't want to pay in the long run. Uh, so that option is there for the Lakers, without a doubt. And then finally, that guy probably wants to go to L.A., who does not want to go and play in L.A. So 
That said, they're always going to do something at the break. And they've done it the last two, three years. So I expect them to make a deal. Uh, I don't know who it's going to be, but I'm sure they're going to add to it. And if they do add to it the right piece, then they are a problem. People got to remember, they went to the conference finals last year. Oh, okay, they got swept. But every game, they could have won. Like, every game. So for me, it's a dangerous team still. And I wouldn't want to play them in the first round of the playoffs. Well, Eddie, you talk about a dangerous team. You call their games the Phoenix Suns, man. We see Duran and Beal and Devin Booker, you know, out there. We've seen them out there for a good amount of games now. What is the team looking like? We know depth was a concern earlier on in the year. What is your your, your thoughts on what they've been able to do so far? Just getting reps. Like, when you bring – I don't care how good the roster looks. Man, you got to have reps. Man, this game is – it's basketball is easy. Right? It's easy. You pick up a ball, you go out and shoot. Problem is, you got opponents facing you that's trying to stop you to shoot, from shooting, right? Pushing you to spots you don't, you're uncomfortable with. And now you got to have teammates that understand how to get you open. Understand the nuances of the game in regards to your game and your skill set. Well, those things take time, especially three tremendously gifted players that have not had a ton of time on the court together. So, it's been work in progress, but I think what you're starting to see is is really the fruits of their labor here lately and the consistency uh, and the understanding that when one guy has it going, the other guy becomes a facilitator. Case in point, the back and forward now in regards to where it really started with Bradley Beal a couple of weeks ago in L.A. He had 37 against the Lakers, and they deferred to him. And then Devin gets hot. You defer to him. Then KD got hot. Back-to-back 40-point games. You defer to him. Then Devin comes back with a 50 and a 60-point game. So they've learned to understand to stay with the hot hand. And then that hot hand has learned to understand that it doesn't mean that you take every shot now. It just means that now you created a fire over here. They have to adjust. Now get the ball to somebody else and let them add to the fire that you started. And I think they have started to understand that. And so for me right now, they got to rebound better, okay, and they can't turn it over. And if they do those two things, they're going to beat you because nobody's going to outscore them if they get the same amount of field goal attempts that the other team gets. No one's going to do that. They shoot the ball too well, and I think that's been the key for them. NBA champs. I mean, we got a lot of parity in the league right now. It's kind of wide open. Could we see the Suns? They have enough to be champs outside of those big three. Well, I think, again, I think they're going to tweak some things. I think this trade deadline or buyout period, they're looking for certain pieces, and I think more so physicality, maybe a physical ball player that they can get, maybe got bought out. Uh, maybe they can get in a, in a small deal because obviously they can't make a big trade based on that second apron and the salary cap and all of that and having three max players on their roster. Uh, but they, they're going to need to tweak it or the guys that they have going to step up their game. I feel sorry for Bo Bo because Bo Bo waited all year to have a chance in the rotation. He finally got it. He was playing well. And then he turned turned his ankle. And so I think it's just still work in progress with them to see what guys can step up. And so that's the issue right now. 
Eddie Johnson is here with us. The JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You talk about injuries. We know about Joel Embiid having his knee evaluated. What's going to be the, the, the proper procedure to get him back on the court and maybe extend his career? What do you think this means for the Sixers? Do you think we even see him back this year? Well, I think if Joel Embiid, I think if he can be back, he'll be back. That's unfortunate, and I hope it's not that bad that's going to hold him out like that. I mean, you see what they did last night. You, you saw Tyrese Maxey, man. This dude's special, man. Like, given the 1A status on that team, he dropped it. Like, you know, well, well 51. I don't want to shortchange him. Uh, but you see what he can do. I think you see their team and how it's made up. And so he's watching that, man. And I know he's going to try his best to get back. But, yeah, that's a devastating injury, man. It's just, you know, it's the labors of the war, man. It's, it's an 82-game marathon. And unfortunately, man, that's why that's what makes the NBA so great. Because think about it this way, there. Say if the NBA was a college season, then thirty teams would be a waste of time, right? So Denver, Boston, all these teams would be right there every year. But the marathon now throws a little derivative in it because now you got injuries, now you got fatigue. Last year, Denver had to go all the way, 82 games, all the way into June. So now they come back this year, they're a little fatigued. Now you can take advantage of them. That's why you haven't had a back-to-back champion in five years. So the 82-game marathon is important, but it's unfortunate because it's going to be some guys that's going to fall to the perils of, of, of playing in a game that, you know, is 48 minutes and you got to do it 82 times. Yeah, former NBA veteran Eddie Johnson, current Suns analyst Eddie Johnson is here with us. Man, you you went through the games. You played here domestically. You played out uh, in in Greece with Olympiacos. You know the game and you you know the grind. Are we kind of stuck in this era that we're in now? You know, even talking about load management is kind of like passe, but it just seems like the players make so much money. Are we ever going back to, hey, I'm going to go out there and get this done, or is everybody too comfortable with the checks? There are starts, believe it or not, it's going to have to start in the grassroots program. That's where it's going to have to start to change the mindset of these athletes who I think along the way kind of lose the love of the game. It's AAU, they're playing five, six games in a freaking weekend. Stop. You know, it's like give them, put them in motion to how the game is supposed to be appreciated and attacked. If you're playing four or five games in the weekend, you're not playing hard every game. There's no way. Like, I'm going to protect them there. How are you going to play lights out five times straight over a period of two days? Really? It's not going to work. And then you got the guys that, look, I think it's a lot of great AAU coaches, but it's a lot of guys that's just there for the yes man. They're just there to get that balloon payment at the end. You know, that relationship. And so they don't really give them the answers that they need. They're always yes, yes, yes. They never really put them in their place when they're wrong. And I think a lot of these kids get harmed by that. Because why? They come to the NBA and they come to the NBA, what? After one year of college. And so now that that mental toughness, that understanding that they're going to have to deal with playing against grown men now, one year removed from high school, and now you're playing against grown men, it's a huge adjustment to make. And I think the game has changed because of that. Coaches have had to really change how they 
view the game and how they coach the game because of the really immaturity of players. Can't throw the ball into the post. Come on, man, you see it. See it every night. They struggle to even throw the ball in. One dribble left, one dribble right, get a better angle. All the things that you would have been taught in college, they have missed out on it. Greg Popovich came out the other day and said it. He said the fundamentals of these young players, you know, are not at the level that they should be. And I think that's where it starts. And I think if we do that, we'll have a better game. Eddie Johnson here with us, the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. To start to, to wrap things up here, some of the most talented and developed players, we know that the rosters for the All-Star were announced yesterday. We got the reserves. There's some players that got left off, guys like Sabonis and the Trey Youngs of the world. W- what are your thoughts on how the rosters have been constructed? We know it's an exhibition. What do you think about someone like Sabonis not making the squad? Well, I heard for him. I heard for him. I, I heard for De'Aaron Fox. Uh, you know, I heard for a lot of guys, man, that's having tremendous years, uh, that they're not going to sniff it. You know, uh, Oklahoma City, I mean, should they have two players on there? Probably. Minnesota does. Like, yeah. I mean, the Knicks got two on there on, on, at the All-Star game. Uh, Boston got there too. Probably should have gotten three. We saw one year where Atlanta had four. So don't tell me that that's not doable. I really, like, want to reward winning. Like, we've all heard these excuses. And I I epitomize the frustration of an All-Star game. Like, I, I was a high, for a period of time after my career, I was the highest-scoring player in the history of the game, never making an All-Star team. And people were like, I got attention during the All-Star break, and people brought that up. Now Jamal Crawford's going to get that attention. But it's not great attention. I guess many years I should have made it. One year I was averaging over 22 points off the bench in 26 minutes. Now, 26 minutes, man, and I still can't make it, shooting 50%, 41 from three, can't make it? Pat Riley said, well, what what does it say about our game if a, if a guy that plays off the bench makes the all-star team? Well, probably I shouldn't be on the damn bench. <laughs> so I get it, man. The frustration, man, of not making it. But you know what those guys have to do, man, is just move forward and keep fighting the fight. Because there's players on that team that, you know, they're losing and they made the all-star team. But yet they'll change it, they'll change the goalposts, you know, to make the, you know, well, you know, they're great. They're, you know, it's legacy, they're no, 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 no. You get rewarded for winning. That's what we've been taught. And so I'm not going to say names. I mean, you, you can run off names, right? Uh, guys that's on losing teams right now in the All-Star game. I don't buy that. Eddie Johnson, certainly with all your experience, six man, 17 years, winning a championship out with Olympiacos. Man, I, I appreciate the time. I know you're on Suns TV, you're podcasting, you're on Sirius, you're doing it all. Where can people follow you and all your good work, man? Uh, Jump Shot 8. Uh, easy. Jump Shot 8 uh, on my Twitter, on my Instagram. Uh, and they know I'm very uh, active on there in my responses. You know, JR used to be a time as an athlete. You had to watch what you had to say back, you know, to these guys that I call them. I call them water boys, couch potatoes, okay? And 
if you know the game like you do, there's no way you're in that category. But I want people to understand and learn the game before they get on social networking and start criticizing guys that's been in the game a long time. Do your homework first. And uh, I applaud you for what you do, man. And that's why I enjoy being on the show. And uh, that's where they can reach me. Well, thank you, Eddie. I appreciate it. Next time, we got to dive a little bit deeper into uh, former athletes who have jumped into media because that, that's a whole different conversation. We're going to talk about that next time, Eddie. Good deal? My pleasure. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 